and welcome back to the A Show with Kings, a pro wrestling podcast. Let me back up from my mic a little bit here. Sheesh. I'm Justin. Here with Meals. Welcome back, Meals. What's going on? I'm back uh, in the swing of things for now. Um, how, how have you been over the last two weeks, sir? I'm good, man. Uh, I mean, obviously, we're, 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 still, we're still in moving mode or, or move mm. in mode. Mm. Still in moving mode. Uh, things things are, are going smoothly. I got my little setup here. I need a new desk, man. I asked the Discord today. Tiny desk. Work. No, I don't need a tiny desk. I feel like my desk right now is tiny enough. But they made the, the, uh, I made a Virginia quote about these desk things and got the, the wrath of Virginia was sent my way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As you should have been. As as it should have happened. Only big desk in Virginia. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, let's see. Huh. You know what? You, I I have a. With your desk thing, first of all, we're talking about a lot of stuff, like purchasing a lot of stuff like that. Like you join a Discord and figure out which bidet you need for your apartment or house or whatever. Um, well, yeah, well, well, yeah, we could talk about it. We can continue the agenda. Um, if you guys have agenda, the bidet, the bidet agenda. If you guys okay. haven't uh, heard the latest episode of the Black Print with myself and Josh Pease, I have first, not heard it as of yet. By the way, plan on oh, to it during my walk. Yeah. Yeah, the first 15 minutes, you're going to be, I can't wait for your text about this episode. Um, <laughs> we talk about the bidet that, that we have in my in my place. And, you know, I didn't really use the bidet. My wife had one. Um, we lived in our apartment and I stayed away from it. I was like, what is this? And then one day I, you know, I got caught slipping and I had to use the bidet we had here. And I said, you know what, man, this is a different type of vibe. Put it on the power level four. And we good to go. Now, <laughs> I've never used a bidet. I'm gonna be honest with you. I've never been in that part of. I've never um, been lapped by the lap of luxury um, with a bidet. <laughs> but um, you know what? Half made me. I looked on the Amazon. I was trying to say, but I don't know. I don't want to buy the, the. The thing is, you don't want to buy a cheap bidet. You know what I'm saying? Like, or do you? But a cheap bidet. Well, here's the thing. There's no real cheap. It's all luxury here. You okay. always talk about getting the Aston Martin of bidets. Yes. And I'm like, really? and, and that's like the hot, cold ones. And I hate that this conversation is carrying <laughs> on to two, it's carrying on to two different podcasts that I'm on, period. Sure. But like, it's either you want cold water in your booty or you want warm you know, lukewarm water in your booty. Either way, don't you want? Don't you want the option though? Like, not even even. All right, say let's say you use the cold water one one. Wouldn't you still want the option just in case? Like, all right, I clearly need to get everything out. It might need to go warm on this one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's fine. But cold can still do. Cold can still do that job. Like warm. Like, listen. There ain't nothing that'll destroy uh, that, that a bidet can do to destroy bacteria and shit. This is just to clean out the booty <laughs> hole. <laughs> like, so I don't know. What Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. This is just to make sure that you got you don't got a little, you know. I don't want to get too carrying little, yeah. fuzz, little chunks of fuzzballs or something. You don't some hanger on, some hangers on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Good lord, we need a sponsor. <laughs> We need a bidet sponsor. We need a bidet sponsor. This is easily, this is, we definitely need a bidet sponsor. 
I want to tell you about something that's been irking me and still has irked me today. What's that? Um, so, of course, you know, uh, I, you know, because I definitely sent it to you already. So I don't get a lot. Of, I haven't got a lot of sneakers this year at all, period. Not interested. Um, a majority of them are dunks at this point of various different shades, flavors, colors, and they've increased the price of everything at this point. Um, I have not gotten a lot of sneakers, but I decided, okay, let me see what I can do with these. Fuck. I forgot what the actual other name for it. Yeah. The fire red threes. Let me at least. And I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to try it, but if I don't get it, it's fine because last time when I tried the the blue um the blue 3s that came out a couple of months ago, I didn't like them at all. I didn't like the just how the the, the cement part looked or anything of the right. I didn't like any of it at all. So I said, you know, what? let me try this one. Whatever. I really like red. I I want to show up. I want to show out. I've seen people wearing them out. So I said, you only buy them. First of all, they're $210. Fuck me for that um and not to say that i can't but it's just like clearly shoes now beyond the resale point of it are just becoming more expensive just in general so Mm -hmm. i bought these shoes and i'm very very damn nike 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 spies uh-huh nike spies um the nike stormtroopers uh no i'm very i'm disappointed these shoes and the quality of these shoes man the cement shit and i can i'll send a picture to i'll post it on my on, on my timeline and and i'll t- should i tag nike yeah you should yeah. i mean they usually will they usually work with you i i'm pretty sure they have a couple of them in the factory because they've been releasing every day since they came out a week ago so <laughs> no the the cement things on the back of mine is just so it's so disgusting it is so disgraceful it is so insulting and i'm just like yo who does quality assurance on these shoes anymore you make me pay 210 dollars for these shoes and they look terrible it looks like someone drew on the cement i'm so, I'm so confused man to be fair and not to defend it but to be fair okay um factory mishaps happen you know and it seems like sure. you got like a maybe like a, a b grade that didn't that wasn't supposed to be there it should I'm gonna it send it to you again it, just it, so you look just so you see it again <laughs> but i'm saying just so that you know i'm i'm okay you just sent me the picture dude you have been mad about this for days i've been ter- i've been mad it, it almost looks like you got a general release pair on accident but it's really the men's pair because you know the general release pair is they have the cement but it, you can basically like run your, your fingers through it and there's no there's no surface to it it's just like basically like a, a um screen print of cement on the grade school mm-hmm. pairs it looks like that's what it looks like even though you still have some type of you still have some detail on the, on the cement right it's just it just looks like somebody erased it or tried to erase it yeah yeah this is disgusting to me i don't like this i don't like this i don't i don't like you the quality i expect from nike at this point, especially when it comes to any cement shoes and stuff like that. And 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 in the next couple of weeks, what well, October 1st, that other shoes coming out, the black ones that I really, really like. Um, actually, I'm not even sure if I'm a fan of them. Oh, God, what are they called? I wish Rob was here. Um, the, 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 I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. Oh, they did restock them again today. Um, <laughs> They've been coming out every day uh let's see hold on i forgot what they're called what are those ones that come out october 1st 
skull black there we go retro oh gore-tex off noir what the fuck all right i just want shoes what type of what type of lens is you getting man what type of shoes is you getting man what, what is that to, i don't know i don't know i'm, I'm just I'm just a, a, a purveyor. I just like nice sneakers from time to time. And the fact that this came and I spent so much money on it. Oh, more sneakers so than retro, me. Where do you... I, more sneakers than you. Fuck out of here. When you die, I'm getting your sneakers, by the way. <laughs> if you if you die before me. Um, God forbid. <laughs> but, um, and we're not in like, the same car or something. Um, but these ones I just sent you, I really do like kind of. Oh, uh, the the light steel fours. Yeah, it should be easy to get. It should be easy to get. These are the. You know what? These are some New York ass fours. Okay, all black, <laughs> made just for walking and being on subways, walking in snow, walking over doo doo and rats and all the time. <laughs> hey, I didn't expect all of this. Holy fuck! Um, this is a New York ass sneaker right here. Black, gray gloomy depressing this is this oh, new man. york sneaker right here man yeah i get it in style too and it got a little yeah. a hint, of, a hint of a little red on it listen this is the this is the, the, the munch the, fours yeah the munch fours the black air force one fours this is definitely <laughs> some because the i wouldn't i listen i'm not trying to deter you from getting these shoes i wouldn't wear these shoes because because it's too much sun outside well oh okay yes that's where you're at. You're saying you. It's more than life. It's more than life. It's more than life than these sneakers, meals. I'm get get the taxi ones that are coming out next weekend. Okay. Oh, they're coming out this weekend. I'm bugging. Taxi ones. Oh damn! I gotta return these shoes. Um. <laughs> taxi ones. Ooh, I do like those. Yes, I do. I do. I'm just gonna have to pay resale for them. This is the this is the game now. This is it's just what it is. This is the life that we live. See, I've been trying to sell a pair of. Okay, let me let me. Uh, Stussy, uh, denim tears jeans for days now, <laughs> and I feel like nobody wants to nobody wants to spend any money. And I'm like, what? Where are y'all PPP loans at, man? It's a we're in the we're in the throes of listen inflation recession is coming. Um, a lot of things are deterring people. Listen, it might be it might be dead for sneakers next year. Sneakers raise their price, and it's supposed to be a recession coming. Are we supposed to be just buying sneakers? They're, who's who's to say everybody's sneakers won't look as crummy and 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 and, and shitty as mine did? You know, recession recession for who? Oh wow. Okay. All right. Okay. Big business. That's where I'm coming. Yeah, that's where I'm coming. That's how I'm coming. Recession okay. for who? Hey, you in the Discord, man? Recession for who? No, sir. <laughs> you feel Bullshit. me? Listen, come on, man. Ain't no recession for you either. I don't know why you acting like that. What do you mean? It's recession no for recession everybody. For you. Ain't no recession for Millsy. Hey, come what? on, man. Listen, I live you in getting the goddamn, You getting the MOP anti up fours? I live in New. Listen, <laughs> that's funny as fuck. <laughs> I live in New York. All right. Have you seen my mayor? <laughs> Oh wow! The Mixie Mayor, <laughs> Mixie Mayor, absolutely Mixie Mayor Adams. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But I do like these Air Jordan ones. Yeah, these taxi ones. They they look fantastic. I think I will try my hand at them. 
over the weekend. And you know what? They might go well with our A show shirt. Hopefully you guys they will. It. They will. I just uh passed Josh P's one of the shirts. Okay. Uh, he appreciated that. Uh he was like, How did you know he was like, What 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 design is it from? I said, Well, you know what, man, Mills really put his 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 whole his whole foot in the bag for this one. I gave him the history of it. Okay. I feel good about it. I feel good about that. Yeah. Now hopefully so, where is it? <laughs> well he will. But do you have any more do you have any more, you know? qualms with sneakers right now because i feel like when you that's when you get in your soapbox um no not right now no no you got any job related stuff i know someone asked me for office office hours we haven't done that okay um let's see office hours office hours do i have any job related issues that i care you know people from my job actually might listen to this podcast now (laughs) uh let's see Let me come back to you next week. Next week, I'll probably okay. some office hours. For sure. It's next week. Office hours next week. All right. So we're going to go to Patreon real quick. We're going to talk about some things upon things. And we'll be right back on the A Show. All right. No holds barred. I want to get right to some stuff that happened literally a couple minutes ago. Okay. Tony Khan doing the rounds in New York for a Grand Slam. He says, uh, and I quote, we're running a lot of great shows around the Northeast. It's so many great wrestling markets in one geographic region. I'll say it. It's the crown jewel of wrestling markets. The real crown jewel of wrestling markets. Not some BS overseas in Saudi Arabia. The real crown jewel, New York City, is where you want to be. That was so unwarranted <laughs> that it doesn't, to me, it's, it's, it's bordering more on the line of pathetic than actually <laughs> anything uh, of any note or sound. Pathetic, obsessive reactionary yeah. he would not have said this i'm sorry he would not he, have said this if they did not he's vote. not even talking about crown jewel right now why is he <laughs> well i mean they're talking about it i mean they got a main event lined up for it but I, do you think tony would have said that if they hadn't have done that press conference and main event announcement on okay. saturday hell no you're right yeah you're right they are talking about crown jewel i'm bugging yeah. um nah but when you read that quote you can literally read it in donald trump's voice by the way <laughs> The real crown jewel. The real crown jewel. Okay, um, you can li- literally read in Donald Trump's voice. I don't know. This seems very um, reactionary. Doesn't seem. I feel like, especially after the last month of everything that's going on in the professional wrestling world, it feels like this should be one of the last things that he's doing. Is talking about any other company besides his, considering how he, he can't even talk about his own EVPs on on TV. So <laughs> it's like, I feel like he shouldn't be talking about any other companies i think he every time wwe does something i think he legitimately feels threatened as if they're doing it despite him which i don't think is the case because it's not even a clear comparison of like roman reigns versus logan paul there's nothing that we're not comparing that to john moxley versus brian danielson at all it's just not you know what it is. It's professional wrestling. He studied professional wrestling. And I think one of the best things that A-plus said last week when I was listening to the show was like, what are his credentials for actually running a wrestling company? Because literally, if you go back to 2019, 2018, his credentials are no bigger than yours or mine's. He just has way more money. Um, he is definitely running the company like a mark. And this was a very mark thing to say. Uh, 
it, it was very, it was so Twitter. So like Reddit for him to say that, you know, like, and, and again, we're not getting into the, the politics of this whole thing. Can we it's, find his accounts? Like, can we find his Reddit's accounts? Can we find his GameFAQs accounts? Can we find his <laughs> GameFAQs? That's how I know you had one. I absolutely did have one. Best place to play wrestling. My thing is this, man. You live in a glass house that has a bunch of cracks in it right now. And one of the windows is busted out. A couple of them. About seven of them are busted <laughs> out right now. Why are you doing this? To promote Grand Slam. Which, to be fair. Does this promote Grand Slam or make people go Google WWE Saudi Arabia and then see Logan Paul and Roman Reigns? And that's the first. And then they say, damn, I'm going to watch that too then. God damn, they find the shit out of Anthony Edwards. Well, actually, not really find the shit. All right. Um, no, but my thing is, like, you want to make sure that the headline is about the show that you have coming. And I would do that by all purposes, considering how the headlines have been over the last month. AW Grand Slam looks to be essentially a, sh- a great light, a great thing coming on the beacon. Because to be honest with you, I'm looking at the card and everyone that's featured. It's a it's a pay-per-view level show. It's actually a great television wrestling thing that they got going on. Um, and I would focus on that. But to say stuff like that, to me, doesn't make any sense. I'm like, yo, bro, what are you doing, man? Come on, I I would be I would be if I was a talent there, I would be tight that my boss can't even like promote my match and say it's gonna be good, but want to talk about WWE stuff, to be honest with you. I mean, um, and you're talking about the Northwest. Y'all run the Northwest every other week with Chicago. The Northeast. Or the, yeah, the, I'm sorry, the Northeast, sorry. Like you do it every other week. <laughs> huh? As if they ain't touching the Northwest. Yeah, no, hell no. They're not even going to sniff that for a couple years. No, but it's like, but yeah, no, I mean, but here's the thing. It's always been a great wrestling town for in the Northeast, New York, Philadelphia. <laughs> and, and even still, WWE is running Extreme Rules there in two weeks. And it's sold out. What are you saying? Barclays Center in the, the, pretty much the night after that or a couple days after that. Like, they're going to be in the Northeast. Like, who cares? It's the... Northeast has been a great wrestling thing. I don't know. I don't get the point of what he was saying. I really don't. This is wild. Billionaires. Billionaires. I I, I tell you, billionaires. Speaking of speaking of, let, let's stay on Tony Khan for a second. It's been rumored by Fightful Select that um the the uh I don't was it Revolution AEW Revolution one of them is going to be at the Cow Palace in the Bay Area. Bay Area, isn't it? <laughs> um nice. The only the only thing in the cow palace is cows. Okay, let's just be clear. <laughs> it's a barn. It's a giant barn. Rodeos. I think I saw a couple days ago there's gonna be a cat festival. Who you uh, at the cow palace? Let me see. Let me look it up. Let me do my own these day in wrestling. Let's go. Cow Palace has been has been privy to some pretty historic moments in in wrestling history. None in the past couple of years. So maybe he's just trying to he's trying to bring the 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 energy back because that's a really hard venue to get to. From from where the it internet WWE has not ran a show at the Cow Palace since October twenty eighth two thousand five. <laughs> but that's what that's probably when the, that's about the time when the Cow Palace kind of fell out of favor with a lot of different places too though a lot of different leagues and shit like that too though. oh they hosted super brawl 2000 for wcw let's look at this card mr wcw guy um you hear, you hear this 
Main event, Sid Vicious defeats Scott Hall and Jeff Jarrett in a triple threat match to retain the WCW championship. This is 2000, by the way. The year 2000. Good Lord. What a year. I mean, this is just a year removed from, you know. Also, Hulk Hogan defeats Lex Luger in the year 2000? 2000? The year 2000? Good Lord. All right. Maybe I will have to watch this show. Um, but yes, the Cow Palace. I mean, if it didn't smell bad enough, <laughs> now it'll just be awful. But um, you know what? I think they're trying to expand their they're trying to expand their entity before they go back to Chicago, for sure. Whatever. Uh, good luck. <laughs> good luck at the Cow Palace. Good luck, for, good, good luck to everyone going there trying to get in that bitch. That shit's not easy to get to. Let's talk about Malachi Black for a second. Ooh, okay. Sure. We Tommy heard Anna. about his release. Tommy Anda currently, yes. We heard about his release. Um, we, we heard it had been granted. Uh, I think a couple of sources that we had internally said that you know that was the case, and he confirms it uh, on a Instagram post uh, is considered a statement uh, that he put out a couple of days ago talking about, you know, a lot of the things that have been going on professionally, personally, emotionally, physically and mentally for him and his wife. Of course, uh, we, we know her as Zelina in WWE. Um, really lengthy, really classy. One thing about about Tommy and Malachi Alistair, he has always been a class act. Um, I feel like he's about his business. Yeah, both professionally Personally, I feel like he really is a class act from the way that he carried himself after he was released to the way he's carried himself now. Um, he has been very open and vocal and transparent. And I think that's something that is missing with a lot of wrestlers. That's And I don't feel like we're being we're being like kayfabed or worked or whatever. Like, it feels like this is really what, what he was trying to do. You know, um, what are some things you took away from this? I know that you that you posted it in our chat and you and you said that you liked the, the cadence of it and you liked the tone of it. What, what were some things that stuck out to you in the statement? Well, one thing that stuck out to me is in terms of, I guess, prioritizing his own mental health. Um, He says that a lot of the, well, first of all, I just want to say that this was kind of like, in terms of how wrestlers should handle things, like, I'm looking at this alongside in the same week where we have Velveteen Dream having to go on Instagram Live to make sure that people know that EC3 does coke and that he was not taking pictures of uh, people's genitals in the bathroom. Um, the way <laughs> Alistair Black, Tommy Yen handled this to me, kind of cleared everything up, um, talked about it, said, listen, I, I want to be completely open about it, kind of cleared the air so there's no room for uncertainty because I feel like especially considering the temperature of how wrestling is reported over these over the last month, um, he didn't want anything kind of up to chance coming up to speculation, up to tribalism, anything of the sort. Oh, he's just trying to get out his thing so he could run back to Triple H. He completely, I guess, described that as this was a bigger deal for me more than anything. There were situations that I was going through. I was promised things. I think that was another notice, you know, a highly Mm -hmm. noticeable thing. I was Mm -hmm. promised things um, going into it and promises were not kept. Um, our RNC scoops once again. We did hear about that about a month ago. Um, we had been hearing that he was unhappy, you know, and 
We've heard uh, a lot of people are unhappy, but he was just—he's just the one that got away. <laughs> yeah, he just only got away, and you know, he, he talked about his back problems and his, his his physical issues that he thought he would have to retire, which you know none of us knew about. Um, and I think that was what kept him off of WWE for a while. Remember, he had been gone for a minute, and it was because of that injury, I believe. Okay, um, how, I mean, I I also want to think of it. I don't want to put too much things in his mouth, but like, how mad would you be? But also your boss, your CEO is going on whatever radio show and saying, I got him for five more years, seven more years. So he's mm-hmm. going nowhere. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, that's I mean, that to me, it was another foot and mouth moment because, you know, you just don't you don't if you are the, the good billionaire, you know, that everyone loves online, you're the good billionaire. I wouldn't I don't think you would say something like that. You know. Like that's just that's just crazy. And, you know. For, for for him to come out and say, you know, a lot of things weren't didn't go my way, didn't shake shake out, it just didn't work. It didn't work for me. AEW didn't work for him. And you know what? It probably didn't doesn't work for, you know, there might be other people that, that that leave that it didn't work for. Cody it might not, you know, it didn't work for him either. But I think that with with, with him, he says, you know, you know, for the first time in my life, I want to take some time off. He deserves that. He deserves Absolutely. that. Absolutely, especially considering I believe his wife is also suffering from some sort of injury that's been keeping her out. Well, he also mentioned, you know, uh, one of their, I believe one of their close friends or family members that had gone through an ordeal as well that had that affected them as well. So, I mean, they could both be going through something, you know, and I, I do feel as though there needs to be some type of some type of situation or ability that wrestlers can go take some time off and just get centered and get right with themselves. You know, this is a tough business and we don't real we don't realize how much these guys travel and how much they work and how you know, physical toll on their body that that takes. And then they have to keep up with their body. Like it is a tough job. And I, I do think there needs to be some type of cycling out in and out. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that I would implore either AEW, WWE or anyone to, to like, you know, to do that. I mean, look at Roman, but the thing is, is that Roman had, look at where he had to reach in order for him to get that, you know, it's like a minute. It took a 10 years. You know, it's not where you start. It's where you end up. Huh? <laughs> it's not where you start. It's where you end up. Um, is what I'll say about that. But uh, no, I think it, overall, I think this quote was a. This is how you do things. This is how you handle your business, kind of in the wrestling business. And you don't always need. You you may not always feel like you need to um, explain yourself to everybody. You may not feel like you need to offer people this opinions, but I think just with the general temperature of how things are going on, you don't really want to leave things up to speculation and leave up things up to the rumor mill because that's how these things continue to build. You see, this is the first time anyone, well, this is not the first time, um, but this is a very rare occasion where AEW does grant someone their release when they've requested it. Um that considering how everything is going on with the AEW news cycle could spin into something else. You have no idea what could actually go on. So I admire him, you know, so succinctly um, sharing these things, but also kind of like, okay, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm going to be. This is what I'm doing. Thank you guys. Um, And yeah, it was very, very good. I appreciate it. Next up on no holds barred swerve Strickland went on the Sessions podcast with Renee Paquette. 
and said that his first few months in AEW erased his memory of the last three years he spent in WWE. For the first year, he said he felt like he was just a good hand to have. And that's also what built up a lot of his resentment. And, he start, and it started to build because he put over Leo Rush, Cameron Grimes, Santos Escobar, Bronson Reed, and Austin Theories. I kept putting these people over. And he, can, and he continued to have conversations with Triple H like, when am I going to be your guy? What's it going to take for me to be your guy? And uh, he was like, I, I guess he would just be upset because of that. He said, it was stare, I was stare holes at, at Matt Bloom all day in production. I wanted him to feel the heat. I was glaring on him. And finally, when I when I did have a conversation, I'm like, what's your hesitation with putting the balls in my hands, the ball in my hand? Sorry. And he gave me the the answers that kind of felt like they were repetitious answers from the person asking him, asking him uh, in the one before. I think he felt like he deserved to be in a place. So where do I start? Where do I start? Um, I'm glad he feels like he has all the creative control and be able to perceive this thing that he actually thinks that he is in AEW. Um, however, when you sign to someone else, I mean, if he wants to be the top guy, he can definitely start his own wrestling company. But <laughs> when you sign to a wrestling company, you essentially become, they have priorities. They have people that they're looking out for people that they want to thing. And not every time swerve is the priority. For them and i think is he the priority is, is he the priority in aw i think he's a be real project, be real but probably not to be honest with you. Okay. that's a yes or no is he is he nah because if he was he wouldn't be brought in the way he was and immediately slotted into a tag team thank you i think i think the my own issue with him is I believe he thinks that he's bigger than he actually is and he contributes more than he actually does. Um, clearly, he has this idea of himself that he's, you know, someone that bringing in this thing and bringing in opportunities to AEW and such like that. Great. I think he, he's, I mean, he's crediting himself for the Kevin Gates thing, which is cool, but like at the end of the day what does that mean in the grand scheme of things are you bridging the how are we bridging the gap like what is how is AEW continuing to kind of showcase everything that he's contributing to this company or he says that he's contributing to this company he's i, I mean coming in and, <laughs> coming in and saying i'm a leapfrog leo rush is crazy <laughs> Coming in and just, I mean, I think he's I mean, gonna I, know run into, I think he's going to run into the same problem that he did in WWE with AEW. He just had. I mean, he didn't leapfrog. He didn't leapfrog anybody there. No, he didn't, and he's not going to. <laughs> to be honest with you, I think once again AEW has a lot of priorities. This is a this is the way Tony Khan runs things. He runs things on kind of numbers and who brings in the ratings and stuff like that. So he's constantly featuring the same players on the show. You're going to get the Brian Daniels saying Hammond page, um, orange Cassidy, jungle boy. Da, 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 da. So where does swerve slot slide into this has swerve proved to be any kind of draw in any, you know, in any sort of the way? No, not yet. Could he be in the future? Maybe, but right now it's not the case. He doesn't seem to be a priority. He's not even the most popular person in this in his own program right they, now. They're going for the scissor me niggas over him. Just like they went over the to the moon guy over him. 
Santos Escobar over him. I mean, granted, he says when he talked to Shawn Michaels and they looked at his match with with uh, with Riddle as some indie outlaw mud show uh, match, that that's when he started the the turn started to happen. But it's like I just don't see how. Like again, it, it just it, it it don't ring. It doesn't it doesn't ring true for me. But I mean, that, that's ex- that's his experience. You know what I mean? I, I didn't have his experience, but it just it just looks crazy to say like, oh yeah, you know, I put over all these guys who were like like you said, Mills. They're slotted above you already. What did you think? I don't think he's not at, at this point of this career. He's not a game changer. Whether he's he, whether he's currently in the company or not in the company, not in the company, it's going to continue to turn the way it turns. It's not like CM Punk where there's a loud, um, gaping, you know, hole in kind of how things is, or Kenny Omega, or you know, the Bucks or something along those lines. He's not there yet, and he hasn't been there in any company. I think he, I think he's salty that he felt like he should have been afforded more opportunities in WWE, similar to other people, based on his skill and I guess rapping. Um, but that's just not the case. And you kind of gotta, you kind of gotta, I won't say wait your turn, but yeah, you gotta kind of wait your turn. They have projects, they have priorities, and the the best thing you can. Um, do is do your job incredibly well and hope that you cut through. And if you don't, then you do what so many other people do. There's more than one company now and you decide to take your talents to the other company. But I guarantee you the same thing that happened there is going to happen here. They have been long gaming his heel turn for months. And if that is what this whole thing is leading to, is you going from a babyface corny rapper wrestler to a heel corny rapper wrestler, it is the exact same thing that you did in AEW or in, in NXT. I'm sorry. He couldn't even get his mans on, which I, I mean, I don't think they're actually, I don't know if they're actually friends, friends, but hit row, the rest of hit row. He couldn't even actually get them, nor do I feel like that was a priority for him. I mean, they're in a much better slot. I just they're, think that whole. Yeah, they're in a much better slot. Yeah, like they're in a much better. <sighs> we'll talk about it on SmackDown, but we'll talk about it. Like, let's let's just go to SmackDown. Let's go to SmackDown. Let's go to SmackDown. Well, I mean, I mean, I guess the big thing here on SmackDown is is the fact that Roman Reigns has an opponent for November, the Crown Jewel. Uh, pretty much, I mean, we knew he wasn't going to be in Extreme Rules, but this pretty much kind of confirms it. Hard confirms it that he won't be at Extreme Rules. Um, but it'll be Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul, a match that was largely made up uh, or. Um, developed on social media and then it kind of like right, that 40 hours that i listened to that i didn't get to be honest with you i didn't gain anything from <laughs> i really didn't i didn't i didn't hear i, I saw the clips um i i didn't even i was like was there animosity on it or, or this was just something that he he did on twitter after no that? i think they were cool for the most part i watched their whole interview but i wasn't even paying attention because i, I to be honest with you it was very surface level questions from someone who's clearly still new to the professional wrestling business now what i garnered from this is that logan paul cares a lot about what he does um and he cares about he i think he's just starting to get it and he's trying to he cares a lot about being better at it um that's what i gained most from it but i didn't really learn anything new from roman to be honest with you no, and and I mean this is this this felt all PR, which is cool because again you're you're bringing eyes to the product, and then it made sense for him to be on the show. And then let for me ask you, let me ask you a question. Sorry to cut you off. If if Roman were to appear on another podcast, 
Which podcast would you want Roman Reigns to appear on? A uh, million dollars worth of game. Ooh. Okay. Killian, uh, Wall- right? Wallow. I want Wallow to t- to talk about being in prison to Roman and be like, I know so many <laughs> Samoan brothers in prison, man. And they're taking their life down this crazy path right now. You don't want so, Nori to ask him what is what's what actually is a Samoan? <laughs> nah, Gilly, nah, Gilly, Gilly. Nah, it's Gilly and Wallow. Remember this million dollars worth of game. Not drink champs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like he nah, Roman could Roman definitely couldn't do drink champs. They're not gonna let him drink. Like they don't like. Remember, they don't. They, you know, they can't be seen drinking and stuff. Right, 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 so, right. Do that. So, million dollars worth of game. Uh, him and Gilly and Wallow, and I want at the beginning of the show for Gilly to dance. You know, in the beginning of every episode, he plays some of the artist's music or he plays his favorite song. I want him to play the Roman Reigns theme and do the Gilly dance to that. You might be able to make this happen. <laughs> Like other than our pod, and I, and I mean, we we've had Roman on before. I, I I interviewed him at a 2K event, and we put we put that up here a couple of years ago. But like, I I think what what the what this thing is is like the pods that they choose are just so random. And I honestly, honestly think it's about who you know, you know. So yeah. like, other than impulse impulsive, then you know Roman Reigns getting him on anything that won't be like fucking. They put him on Joe Rogan before they put him on some something else. You know what I mean? Like they would they would put him on some wild shit before that. And I don't even think they put him on Joe Rogan just because of just the the controversy that comes with that. You know? Right. Um but now we have we have the press conference on Saturday. I don't know if you got a chance. Well, we were recording um we were recording something top secret on Saturday, so we actually missed it. But I watched yeah. it after the fact. I didn't watch it after the fact. I was just like, okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. I, I watched it. <laughs> Um, I thought it was really solid. I think I, I really wish they would do more stuff like this. I think I thought it was really enjoyable to watch uh, Roman just in 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 rare form. That whole relation WWE means working on Saturdays. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> um, this is happening. Mills in, in Crown Jewel, Roman Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul for the for the uh, undisputed Universal Championship, Heavyweight Championship. However, they say it. I, I that is the hardest title to. Day. I'm just going unify WWE championship. Yeah, that, that'd be fine. Um, I, d- was there a lot of anger about this? I don't feel as though I saw a lot, but I wasn't really online on Friday or in Saturday when they announced it. Are people upset about this? I because I look at it as a. I don't think a lot of I don't think a lot of people were online either. <laughs> it didn't feel like it. Like I didn't. I didn't feel like uh, all eyes were locked in on this because it was kind of like I don't want to say. It was just it just kind of came out of nowhere to be honest with you. Wasn't heavily promoted. I don't even think they had a location to announce on SmackDown when they had it. They did. All right. Well, I don't know. Niggas weren't ready for it. <laughs> I mean, the press conference is already at a million a million views. So I mean, people were tapped in. Yeah, I mean, people tapped in. Might have been after the fact, but I didn't. I don't know. I didn't, I feel like I didn't see any much online conversation. Probably because it was Saturday. Maybe we just don't follow the right people. Uh, so I mean, it, it, it's doing it's stellar, me. huh? <laughs> Nothing. It's doing stellar numbers right now. I think. I mean, when this match happens, you know, in, on, in November, it's definitely going to get some eyes there. To me, it's like a net positive just to have this. It, they're they're going to go for the spectacle angle here, the same as they do with Jake Paul's fights, the same as they did with Logan versus Floyd Mayweather. The big thing and the big key here, as we go into the opening of SmackDown with Logan Paul is that um, they are kind of selling us on the fact that Logan survived Floyd Mayweather. Now, you know, anyone smart knows that Floyd, 
I think it was in his contract that he was not supposed to knock out or he could not, they could not knock each other out. You know, they could have a, they could box, but they could not go for knockouts. I, I believe that was in the contract. Correct me if I'm wrong. But the key here is they're going to kayfabe you. They're going to say, yo, he survived eight rounds with Floyd Mayweather. He could, he could survive with, with Roman. Logan going into his, I was an amateur wrestler bag. You know, they're really selling you on the fact that this is a relative newcomer and a relative rookie, but there are some things that he's done in his in his life competitively, athletically, that may make him a, a, a good a good setup for, for Roman Reigns. I'm I agree with all that, to be honest with you. I mean, he's been proven, at least with that Miz match, I think he's proven to be very solid in the ring, and I think he cares a lot just based on that podcast himself. So I'm looking forward to this, but I'm I'm interested in how it sells to the the bigger audience that they are trying to capture for this. And is it just by the virtue of just like, okay, is it Logan Paul? Logan Paul will get people tuning in no matter what. Or is WWE just going to try to that little bit more of an outreach to see if they can like, okay, let's tap into this audience or let's, let's go to the thing. And I think the press conference definitely um, helps with that, especially when you want to get press on your side, they had more than just wrestling press there. Um, but it'd be interested to see how big this actually gets. Um, but hey, it's going to be Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. I think it's going to be good. They're going to practice the shit out of this match. We, um, we we bogged our head for questions. Who's next? Roman's beating everybody. As being Logan Paul. <laughs> it was right in front of us. It was right in front of us this whole time where it was like, okay, he signed a long-term deal. Even they, they even reported that he's only showing up mostly to like big name events. I was like, oh, it couldn't be Logan Paul. And so like, of course it's got to be him because he's going to sign this. You know, he signed this big major contract a couple of months ago. Of course he's going to do that. And it makes sense to me here. I, I think, again, this is a spectacle. This is something that's like much like Mr. T versus uh, did he go against Ali, Muhammad Ali or am I wilding? That, that happened, right? Or Mr. No, it was Mr. T Hulk Hogan. I'm wilding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, again, a celebrity, you know, I call it, I call it, I call it best celebrity wrestling. It always gets eyes. It always brings eyes. Celebrity wrestling is is definitely going to get the 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 computers putting uh, at Crown Jewel. So you have that opening with um, Sami Zayn, the bloodline, Paul Heyman and Logan Paul come out. Uh, what what was your thoughts on the the continuing Sami Zayn, Jay Uso thing on SmackDown? That seems to be when Roman's out. That is the story of the show. I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. And I'll say this is the kind of stark difference now of why I guess I'm enjoying SmackDown more than Raw. And I think it's also taking account that SmackDown is two hours. Um, but that little thread and the entertainment that comes through this and the fact that Solo Sokoa just was like, yo, Sammy, let's go. And Sammy's like, yeah, um to <laughs> Jay Uso. The Jay Uso Sami Zayn thing, it's just it's 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 the perfect little bit of nuance that carries this feud. That's going to carry this feud to the next level. And while we also I think we we missed one big news, but I think it's going to carry eventually over to this November pay-per-view that we've got called Survivor Series, because they had a big, big announcement over the last week. Maybe you want to talk about that. Yeah, we definitely missed that one. Talking about getting all hot over Swerve. Uh, Triple H announced uh, via The Ringer this week that Survivor Series will be bringing war games to the main roster for the first time ever in WWE. 
He uh, could not wait. He couldn't wait. He could not wait at all. You know what? You know what? That's fine. That's fine. Because people are going to be talking about this. People are going to be talking about it. People are excited. They want to see how it's going to work. They want to see who is going to be in the match. Uh, some choice quotes from this uh, were the fact that he did confirm there's going to be a men's and women's war games match. And the Survivor Series won't be just about brand warfare. It's going to have what he calls a storyline somewhat this time. Um, I think there's just a couple of, I mean, the things that stuck out to me when he said that was that there are two major factions on on these shows, or, re- or really like three, that you could really kind of build this around. Um, I would love to see if Judgment Day can get in on, on that somehow. I, I, but obviously, it's going to be Bloodline or a team of Bloodline members or all the Bloodline versus a team led by a Drew or a KO or somebody who has some type of infractions or uh, anger or animosity towards uh, the Bloodline. The, the Street Profits could be part of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the women's side, you have con- Damage Control. They could add two more members or one more member to make that four, and that would make sense. I think that there's so many ways you could go, and I'm glad that um, you know a lot of times in a lot of years that we've done this show, we've always talked about well, Crown Jewels right after or right before Survivor Series, or this pay per view was two weeks before this this Survivor Series. We got to act like these people like each other now, and I'm glad we don't have to do that this year because it's it's like okay, we could get people from SmackDown who don't like the blood, uh, bloodline and from Raw who don't like the bloodline in the same way on, on the women's division. And it would make sense that way too. It's still an all-star concept, but it's against one, it's one uniting factor against them. I, I mean, I just feel, you know, I love the, don't, don't get me wrong. I love everything that they're doing this year and I'm fully supportive of it just for the freshness of it all. But I always felt like WWE outside of the pretty much like the first year of Survivor Series and maybe 2019 always dropped the ball with the concept. It always felt like they were just like figuring it out at the last minute when this is legitimately the all-star game and you can do so much. I mean, even last year I went to Survivor Series myself and was just like, are we really having a battle royal for pizza right now? Like, why are we figuring this out like last minute? Like, I always felt like that was the, and, and you know, the sponsor thing with the egg that got people up in arms for like four weeks um, because it wasn't The Rock. Um, but I'm going to miss it, the, the Raw versus SmackDown thing, if they decide to not go with it this year, because I do generally like that concept. And I feel like it's it's one thing per year that's an attraction. They always manage to just kind of screw it up. And you always got to, like, put parts around it. Um, this year, you don't. And, you know, the War Games concept, I'm still not a big fan of War Games just in general. Um, but it's a great concept for this year based on kind of everything that we're going on. And you've managed to add the fourth Ooze. Uh, will Sami Zayn play in this picture? We don't know yet. But, you know... He's looking to be in the favor of not only the tribal chief, but I don't know, so is Sequoia as well. Yeah, it, I, I think, and not, not to say that Triple H would have messed up the brand supremacy thing, but common sense tells you more often than not in the past three years uh, since the pandemic, a lot of these guys end up on the on this, the same shows multiple times during the year. I mean, just on on Raw and SmackDown this week, you had Raw people on the show, you know, so like. They play very fast and loose with the draft concept. I feel like they only they only stick to a hard rule of the draft people being only on their shows within the first two months of them doing the draft. And then after that, they break all the rules. And that's another thing, too. You notice we haven't had a draft, but they're adding this because we're not getting a draft. You know what I'm saying? So like it makes to me more sense that 
there's no draft because we don't have to switch these rosters. And I think to me and you, that has been another one of our big complaints about the Survivor Series because the draft will have ha- will only have happened maybe three weeks before. And then these people, we had to get the titles correct because they had fucked booking up so much, especially last year. They had fucked the booking up so much that a bunch of these people were on SmackDown with Raw titles and they had to fix it. <laughs> so like it, it, it became a real issue. And I'm glad that they're just saying, you know what, we're not even going to fuck with that. We've got two really hot stables uh, or, or groups of people that people could go against if they choose or decide to go that way. And you can still have Roman be in that. Like Roman in war games to me is a moment. It's, it's, a, it's a big moment uh, because that's a match that we've never seen him in. It's a match that we haven't seen a lot of people in. And we and the women get some shine. Another thing Triple H said in this is that um, they always talked about war games having blood. And he said that he feels as though blood was it, it, having blood right now in the, in the regular sense of WWE is very irresponsible. And he goes on to say, uh, you know, they could they can create a story without using blood to do that. A lot of people will get up in arms about the smallest things that he says. But I'm like, I kind of get it here. Like, I'm, I've been fine without blood. I mean, we haven't had blood for years. Why the hell do we have blood now? <laughs> I'm so confused with that concept. Like, why would he have blood now? We haven't had blood for years. Literally have not had it for years. Because of blood and guts, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Whatever. It, it just is what it is. But um, I don't think unless, you know, unless Cody Rose has something to say about it, I don't think anybody else has any qualms about it, to be honest with you. No one's really trying to cut their face open. Cody gonna get his blood one way or another. He hey, he gonna he gonna you gotta bleed on the inside. You gotta bleed on the inside, baby. Come on, you know. <laughs> well, he gonna make the blood come out somewhere. He just oh shit, I cut my finger. Uh, Hold on, give me some pet uh, blood right now. Um, you had Ricochet, Sami Zayn on the show. I'm glad to see Ricochet still continuing his winning ways. Um, it speaks to to me a larger issue though on both shows. Right? Sure, you have a lot of strong, strong, kept strong people. And okay. remember, NXT, remember NXT around 2017, 2018, you had this, this issue too, where booking had a lot of guys that they really liked, a lot of guys that they wanted to win all the time, and they never wanted them to lose, and they always looked strong, and they had no direction for them. There aren't enough titles to give out all these people. So it's like, it's either you give them a storyline where they can lose and it would make sense, or you, you have to show up on NXT and take a title and say, hey, we need a champion here. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, and and you know, and they they do that with solo, or or they or the thing is the thing that's interesting with me, and and I'm glad you brought that up, Mills, is that I like the solo North American defense because there's another title on the show with someone who who should probably get a title, but someone who needs to be visible on the show with uh with Madcap, right? Like we don't want to forget about Madcap; he's over. People like him. Let's give him something to fight for. So it's like with people like Ricochet, even on Raw, KO, they don't want him to lose ever. Gargano just debuted. He can't lose right now. So I think that's the issue, and that leads to kind of my larger issue, especially with Raw, is when I think when a lot of your story is told in the ring, and not to say that I'm against wrestling on the show, but when it really when wrestling is the proponent and is the driving factor of most things, you kind of get yourself into that situation as opposed to the stories. You can, in a story standpoint, give a reason why Ricochet would lose in this situation. Now, Ricochet is going to win, but they're not doing anything with Ricochet anyway. But they're keeping Ricochet strong for what? I don't know. He's not well, facing Gunther? No. <laughs> um, well, it seems as though that that's what they want him to do, is, is to go back and see if he could do this face Gunther again. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing it again. I wouldn't mind seeing it again, neither. But it feels like the, <laughs> it feels like the Seamus Gunther thing right now. You shouldn't step in the way of that. 
no, no, not at all. Not at all. But down the line, yeah, a triple threat could happen. You know, a, a lot of things could happen there to just keep him in the mix. That's why I don't think that he should have lost to Melo. Because no, now he's back on SmackDown. That, that's why he's back on SmackDown strong. He's, he's back you know, in the ring against people who are main roster and, and all these other people. Yeah, it just seemed weird to me of why he lost to Melo in that kind of way. Um, but I think, I mean, that's kind of the overall, I think, issue with Triple H's product. It's like a, it's the gift and the curse. Okay, well, here's the thing. Let's not say that it's is this his product right now. We're only two months in. I mean, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. But I'm only critiquing it off of the the last two months of like it being very much so in ring driven stuff. Like everything is in ring driven, and and that's good. No, it, it, there's a great part to it, but also you're not able to. You, we also got to be able to tell these nuances and these stories things as well, and we got to have these segments. And also, you break up kind of the show a little bit, and we'll get to Raw and my feelings on how Raw went. But you get to break up a little bit during the show. But I think they did. I think SmackDown had some. I think SmackDown benefits because you can't fit everything in a two hour show that you're able to maneuver with a lot more things like Braun Strowman breaking up maximum male models. You're about to have a match. Yeah, but where, whereas, whereas SmackDown, I feel, does have like the, I guess, those moments. They're not really like entertainment segments, but like. They're just small nuances, but like yeah, raw get to me coming out as a face, which to me was like raw to, go ahead. Raw to me has has the stronger stories in terms of like, especially one particular one that's just that to me is just better than whatever Roman Reigns has going on. Other than the fact that we laugh at Sami Zayn, sure. Um, they gotta they gotta break this maximum male model shit up. I think I think it's over. I think it's just slowly they're just slowly killing it. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be. It, it's interesting. If they wanted to kill it, they would do what they do to Veer and not have him on the show, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. how I feel yeah. like if they. But there's some. There's definitely still some calling for it, and maybe it's Bruce Pritchard on SmackDown. Maybe he's booking SmackDown or something. But <laughs> but there's there's a reason why they're definitely still on the show and still featured on the show, especially in their massive build up to them actually debuting. So it's a it'll be interesting, but I think they're definitely a necessary tag team for the tag team division. So I don't know if they're gonna break. I don't know if they're necessary, but they're they add they add something different to it. Um, I like the spont- spontaneity of having Drew McIntyre pop up. And cut up the promo responding to Karrion Cross. Like I'm into run. this. I, I'm really into this. I like that they've kept Karrion um, out of the way. Just like I said the other week, like I forgot Karrion was even on the show. And when he popped up, it was a shock again. You know what I mean? When, when he popped up on Drew a couple weeks ago. Um, I would imagine this is probably booked for Extreme Rules. I would love to see, uh, you know, they, they got me. You got me. I, I want to see what Karrion has. And I want to see what Drew can do with him. I like the intensity from Drew. Um, it seems like we're firmly in the carrying thing right now until they figure out this Roman stuff. So I, I liked it this week. Uh, what else happened here? I feel here? like we're going to be like until they figure out the Roman stuff and then we'll wait another 18 months for this man to get a title shot again. <laughs> so unfair. I love Drew so much, bro. Like, I, like I, I really too. do. I like him too. Um, I like him. Um, Fatal 4-Way was the main event here. Hit Row versus New Day versus Brutes versus Imperium. To me... One of these things was not like the other, even though like all of them worked really hard. 
I like all I like the effort of everybody in this match. <laughs> I'll say that. Clearly there was clearly some people were working and they were workers way better than other workers. Hey, but listen, we gotta put them in the ring with the good workers so they step their game up as well. Did you feel as though they stepped their game up here? Yeah. I think they contributed their part to the match. I, I, I ain't have nothing there was nothing wrong with that match to me. I think everyone played their role. I didn't say there was anything wrong with the match. I didn't say anything. I didn't, but I didn't say that you said there was anything wrong with the match. I said there to me there wasn't anything wrong with the match because everybody played their role. After the fifth top dollar stare off, I was like, "Listen, I get it. He's big. Nigga, big. (laughs) He's a big guy, man. You gonna stare? Get it? I'm like, why is he having to stare down with 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 Butch? Like, okay." You gonna stare? Um, that's how that's how we book the territory these days. We staring at people. Um, so we had a good like twenty something minute match here. Uh, New Day, of course, working. They got to find something for these guys to do, or just split them off. Like they, they got to find. Give them, give them solo runs again. Give them solo runs. Gunter versus Kofi would be uh good for the crowd. I feel like Kofi too old to be doing that shit. He need to they need to give that to Xavier. Kofi still in good shape he still looks good man he's still Xavier good. bumping Xavier bumping for for um Gunther to me is a dream I think Kofi versus Gunther is the match considering Kofi has all the accolades that can continue well all right well people then there you go yeah shut the fuck up <laughs> Kofi has all the accolades that Gunther kind of like continue to put him over he, he beats a former WWE champion he beats a former Intercontinental champion he has a lot of accolades and he's also still incredibly popular when he has a candlestick in his hand. Um, quick, Actually, quick things from SmackDown. Sad to hear about the Viking Raiders, Eric getting injured again. That was Yes. Yes. I was wondering where they were. Now we know where they are. They had just, listen, they had just started getting a push. They beat they the New won. Day 3 <laughs> They just won their biggest match. It seemed to me the tag titles were for theirs for the taking, or at least to compete for them was there for the taking. Triple H is now in control, and you know Triple H loved these guys. They were they were pushed very heavily in the NXT, and now this happens. I'm I'm gutted for them, man. I, that really sucks. It's a bad, it's a bad, it's a bad, bad situation. Um, also featured on SmackDown, we had Bailey versus Raquel Rodriguez. Um, Ra- Raquel trying to, um, I guess. Defend the honor of um, Aaliyah, who's also injured. Yep. And and then Shotzi comes out and she's a face again. I'm a big fan of Shotzi as a face. Didn't know why she was a heel. She did. She did the best she could, but she's a face. It was a good turn. Great turn. I liked when she turned. I I liked it. It was a really good turn. And what was your what your Uh, thoughts on this Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey stare down? It was kind of hot, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, all right, step aside. Okay, step aside, Kayla. Wait, no, come back. Um, <laughs> kind of hot. I'm not gonna lie. No, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I, I liked the setup of the extreme rules thing. I said, yes, yes, give us the stipulations. Give it. You know, I want to see these stipulations happen. I'm, I'm digging the stipulations. I'm, I'm glad. I was glad to see some of the intensity behind it. I really dug it. I, I really, I really did dig it. I think it's going to be a good match, win or lose. I think, I think Liv comes out as a, as a, as this is a net positive for her, um, in general, just for being able to get these reps against somebody like a Ronda Rousey and stuff like that. Like, I think it's going to be a good match. I agree. 
I'm all in. I'm all in on Liv Morgan, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm all in on Liv Morgan. I, I fuck with her. We love we love Liv here. We love Liv on the show. I fuck with her. Um, let's go to Raw Monday night. Um, I felt a little different about it than a lot of people in our Discord did. I, I or I don't know. I didn't I didn't go back and read it, but um, I thought it was to me like out of the last two months of Raws, I was like, ah, it was the one I was kind of like the most eh, whatever is showing. Um, I just don't. I don't. I don't, I didn't think Seth and Bobby had the best chemistry to me. It wasn't the best match to me. Uh, it ju- it was just long, you know. I was like, you know, it was like I can I can dig a, a longer match if it's like people have chemistry, but like Bobby shouldn't be working matches that long. You know what I mean? But but I feel like every my problem is everybody. No offense, I love people to get time and stuff like that, but everyone had long matches, and that's great. But not everyone needs to have these long matches. Um, well, I thought Bailey Alexa was was a really good match. Good man. I mean, I personally didn't think it should have ended the show, but I get where we're at. This is Bailey country. Um, so that came to me all after the fact. Um, I didn't think Kevin Owens and Austin Theory, who seem to be fighting over nothing. <laughs> they're, fighting over the, they're fighting over the fact that he came out, cut that promo and basically said that he ain't shit unless he proves it. They're not fighting over nothing. But what's so. All right. So which direction are they heading into from this feud? Like, where are we? Where are we going? Like, you me, literally the, just the, the feud was the, the, feud, was, the feud is Austin Theory versus Johnny Gargano Why with Kevin Owens. Owens. Is Kevin Owens in his corner? Is he? What are we doing? Not, they have not wavered. They have not wavered from the fact that Theory makes multiple enemies on the main roster and has multiple enemies. They have not wavered from that. Now you have somebody that's from his past and somebody that has been like him in the past. You're getting by proxy. You're getting Johnny Gargano some of that, some of those reps, and some of that, some of the rub from Kevin Owens, who people universally love in every state, not just a couple of states. And you're going to get somebody that people universally hate. It's it's fine for it, it. Here's the thing: we just said Ricochet doesn't really have a story. He doesn't. He has no direction. In theory, has a direction with two different guys, and and they're both sensical. One of them because Kevin Owens doesn't think he's worth the hype. And two of them is because he does is, is that theory doesn't think Gargano's worth the hype, even though he was under him. Okay, I'll give you that. Like it, 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 it does work. I'm not. That's why I said like Raw to me has the stronger stories because they some of them are like a lot more sensical, whereas SmackDown is just kind of like a lot of things happening and us like laughing at Sami Zayn, but Ricochet still has nowhere to go. He's still like aimless. I would rather him be in the mix with this than whatever in the mix he is over there like i think in terms of me raw just seems to like plot along and i think it's a majority because there doesn't seem to be an actual like pace with the show um like you can There's do a, it not i can't agree that, and i'll, me, I'll give you the, I'll, the I'll, I'll give you the malaise of the long matches i'll give you that this week but I thought that there were some really there were some really inspired segments on the show this week. I even thought the Miss segment was really good in establishing De- uh, Dexter and Loomis as somebody that you shouldn't really fuck with, and that they, they, you want to know more about them. Um, and, and if you want to if you want to talk about something I thought really landed for me this week, it was the Judgment Day segments. I thought the Judgment Day segments really landed for me. And again, this is a through line because you have a big you have a big bad here. You have a big bad stable who they've established and they've actually to me somewhat rehabbed from where they were a couple of months ago and they're in and they're in multiple different storylines now they're branching off into aj styles who's back and finn and aj have history and 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 now they're they're again another callback finn basically dipped on aj high and dry they never explained that 
<laughs> and now they're going to try, they're going to attempt to explain that now. And I'm like, that makes sense to me. I like that. And, but I mean, you look no further than Dom. I'd like the, I like the, I like the reaction that he got. And I was like, yo, he's the biggest heel here. I think there might be onto something with him because they already hate the kid. They've, they've been waiting to boo Dom for a while. Cause they probably already thought that he wasn't worth, you know, he, he couldn't lace raise boots. And now they get to really say how they feel about him, And that gives him a bigger heel, you know, situation. I just don't want him to be, I don't want him to be hidden behind these reactions and not get better. And I feel like that happened with a lot of like heel turns in the attitude area where you have people like, uh, what was her name? Terry and uh, not Terry, Tori, she turned or like some, some people like turned on somebody and then they never really got better. They just kind of soaked up all the heel heat and it didn't, it didn't really mean anything. I think raw and I agree with all of you, all the storylines there. I just think it's a missing a pace for the show. Like all those things can be true, but I don't think it's like, okay, we're that live aspect of the show feels missing in this show to me because of how it's structured. I mean, the fact that anything can happen, it's live television. Dexter Loomis cut cut a, uh, put a knife through the ring and, and, and got from under it. Right. But that's a segment. I mean, this is all segments produced. I'm talking about things that are like, okay, that come out of nowhere. You knew that Dexter Loomis was going to show up in the mid segment. You didn't know how. Yeah, but he was going to show up nonetheless. <laughs> you said you said anything could happen. Yeah, and that was but he showed up in the segment like he was going to. Like whether he showed up, whether he walked down the ramp, whether he came rappelled out the sky, whether he did anything else. Like, I'm, 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 lost. I'm lost. Okay, I'm lost. Because okay. from one, it's the entertainment thing. And it's just like you pretty much know what to expect from the entertainment thing. You said you missed that. Okay, well, that's pretty predictable every time, too. Raw, when has Raw been like SmackDown isn't even that. No, I agree. SmackDown isn't that neither. Like you can't do that every week. I, I, it's impossible for him to continue to do this do. every week too. Like this is like the, the pace that you go through the show. Like there's no, you don't kick off the show with kind of like the energy of it. And you talk about this Bobby Bobby versus Seth match, which is great. I mean, it's a high profile match and stuff like that. But you build the show, you have this great long match, and you have the spectacle of a match, and then you introduce another one, and then another one. And then another one. And then suddenly, you know, all the matches don't feel as strong as they were because they're all these like kind of like these marathon, you know, long two segment, three segment matches. But I feel like I feel like as much as you then you miss parts of the show. But I feel like a lot of people like that, though. I mean, the ratings are proving it. I feel like a lot of people do like that. Yeah, I'm just learning from the litmus of like what we've seen the past two months and how these shows have grown. I really think that people like are, are reactive and that's why they keep doing it because people really like the fact that there's there's matches on the show and they like that they're they're, they're lengthy and they like that they get to see that their 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 um favorite wrestlers kind of show what they got. We were we were in two well, not even two months ago. We were five months ago looking at sub five minute matches on this show weekly and 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 asking why we weren't getting you know, to see what KO could do without a commercial break or some some silliness happening or some 24-7 niggas running in. Like we we were we were getting that and we were not liking it. You know, so it's like I, I don't want to completely turn on on this because as much as I I could say, okay, I didn't feel like they had chemistry, I'm not gonna say they weren't working hard. I'm not gonna say it was a bad match because it wasn't. I didn't say any of them were bad matches. <laughs> I definitely didn't say any of that. I just, if, if I had any issue with with Monday night, it was there were too many distraction finishes, and I felt like this was. It, it felt like it was. I was like, okay, this is the week where they don't want anybody to lose. 
<laughs> or the, to lose cleanly? I think, I don't know. I mean, that's just kind of my thoughts. My general thing is I'm a storyline driven person and granted there's definitely parts of that on the show, but it also misses the, the pace of like the Monday night raws from before that. To yeah, me, we hated. No, I didn't hate all of them. No. But I'm talking about the ones in terms of like shows that I actually like. Let me say, let me take. I'm speaking which, from which myself. Ones from, I'm speaking from myself. I'm speaking from I'm, myself. I'm, I'm, I know, and I'm going to ask you from your from your perspective, which one of the of the of the Vince Raws from the last year or so in his tenure from his last year did you enjoy? Hmm, okay. Did you honestly remember? I remember the one where okay, I guess that's from 2020. I was going to say Drew versus Randy. Um, Let's see. And those 2020 ones were all matches also, by the way. But I like the one. I mean, there was one made evented by Bianca and Charlotte that I really enjoyed as well. Like, to me. That was a long match. That, I mean, no, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. First of all, it's a long match at the end of the show. I'm not saying anything against that. I said when you have multiple of these things throughout the show, you kind of take away from the okay the pace and stuff and that's how you end up missing things you know what i'm saying because you're so like oh, okay this match is continuing to go on and you go on and then you're like oh, okay i'll come back to it and then you, you know you but you know if everyone loves it go for it but i'm more of a storyline driven person so like when i and and just the pace of the show just kind of comes off to me i have proven to you that that, that raw still contains these same storylines if not stronger than the show you just said you enjoy more smackdown I'm, the only story on smackdown Liv and Ronda barely got any story this week. The only story, the only thing that matters on SmackDown is Roman Reigns or whatever his boys is doing. I'm that saying, is the problem with SmackDown. I'm saying these long matches, I don't think everything needs to be a long barn burner of a match. That's all I'm saying. Especially when you have a pay-per-view coming up with most of these people similar. So, but it, ain't, it ain't these matches, though. Cause we would have gotten, we would have got Rollins and, and Seth again. Or not Rollins, we would have got um Rollins and, and Riddle again on, on free TV if Vince was still in, was if Vince was still there. This is true. Speaking of them, uh we got we got the setup for the fight pit, which I completely forgot. I did not see that they announced because I was in the bathroom last night. But um that's exciting. I love the stipulations. It should be extreme rules. They're putting the extreme back in extreme rules. So I dig that already. Mm-hmm. Um you got the brawling brutes versus the, the versus street profits. I thought it was really good. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought Ridge showed me a lot in this. <sighs> Hold on. Sorry. I was checking something. No, no, no. I was checking something. <laughs> I like the match. I did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's all I got to say. I was, but my brain was on something else. Sorry. I like the match. Uh, we had another tag match between Damian Priest and Finn Balor versus Rey Mysterio and Matt Riddle. Um, again, this carried a lot to me, whereas it would have just been like a whatever match because you had the Dominic factor. You had the Seth Rollins factor interweaving into that as well. There was a lot of things that there was a lot of things I felt worked. And, and I and, you know, I'll go I'll go on the limb and say that I, the Judgment Day is probably the most enjoyable thing on the show to me or one of the most enjoyable things on the show to me because of, again, you're interweaving so many storylines, so many people that these people have touched and, and that they have had interactions with throughout the last two years. The moment Rhea sees Bianca again, that's going to be a moment because they're going to she's going to say, what the fuck happened to you? The same way AJ did with with Finn on this and the same way we see Dominic. And and again, he's developing 
the the cockiness, the the you know the the out of pocketness of this crew is just really dope. I I love what they're doing with Judgment Day, and this match was really enjoyable to me as well. Um, we also had the Miz. I, I got a I got a sinking feeling that if they want to do something silly, they would just have um like they would have Loomis work with Miz. I feel like I feel like Loomis wants to be in Miz's entourage, and he doesn't want to actually wrestle him. That would be hilarious. I feel like he wants to be in the entourage. Like to me, that's the most natural. Because here, here's my thing: him wrestling ain't his strong suit. And we 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 walked over Braun Strowman on SmackDown, but it seems to me that his situation right now is that he he shows up to destroy things and he leaves. And I think that's the best thing for 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 Braun Strowman to do right now. So I want Triple H to strength to to work on these guys' strengths. You're on an entertainment show. You're on your own main roster. I don't need to see Dexter Loomis really wrestle like that. Why don't we see him do really fun stuff with the character? Like, I think that would just be a stronger, that would, be, that would just be a stronger lead in than like whatever the hell, you know, he was doing on NXT. I think you had like maybe two really good matches that I really liked. And one of them was with Roger Strong. I mean, anyone could have a good match with Roger Strong. I agree. I agree. Um, and then main event time, you had Bailey versus uh, Alexa Bliss. Uh, loud Bailey sucks chance, <laughs> really loud in her hometown. I thought that she really, she really got some good, some good heel heat here. Alexa Bliss working, working, show off. I like this match, but I feel like it's not hot take coming out of this match. I feel like we need more a t- a tinge more. And I talked about this in the Discord after the match. I think we need a tinge more uncertainty for Bianca. Like a tinge more. Um, but overall, Bliss versus Bailey was great. But I just feel like with Bianca booking as a face, I, I feel like I still expect her to win, no doubt. But I wanted, I want there to be some doubt in this Bailey versus Bianca thing. Because they eventually do announce at the end of the match that Bailey wants to face Bianca for a title match at Extreme Rules. But again, this was this was another chapter in that story. And I feel like every match this week had another chapter added to the story that they were telling. With Theory, you had another chapter added to the Gargano loop. You had another chapter added to the Kevin Owens loop. Kevin stayed strong for whatever they're planning on him to do. Mm-hmm. Um, with this, at the end, you had... You, I love the idea that Bliss was unsure of who she was or could she really be that that ferocious Alexa Bliss that she used to be mm-hmm. and Bailey taking advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And then Bailey. The big joker, we knew the Extreme Rules match was coming, but it had to come on her own terms. And, and again, it's about control for Bailey. I really enjoyed that. I think the uncertainty, like, here's my thing. I don't think she's necessarily going to lose to Bailey. Um, I don't think that she should. But I think that even if she does, I, I mean, I would, I would, it would definitely be a good twist on her character. I just, the, the thing is, is that like, it's that second run, man. That second reign is always like the longest for if, if you're a star. Like, yeah. I just don't see it happening. But, but I mean, I don't expect her to lose, but I feel like to make this, I guess, I don't know. I feel like it just needs a little bit more compelling nature to it. To me, the feud isn't that compelling at all. It just seems like she kind of came in and then kind of this faction, that faction, da 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 but it hasn't really gone up. Well, they need, to play up, they need to play up on their history a lot more than, than they did when she first walked in. Um, I feel like Bianca needs to have some like discernible doubt and to express that doubt, like even just a little bit. I don't. I think I don't. 
Yeah, I think because the ahead. thing is, the thing is, I mean, you can say that for her, but we never say anything when Roman doesn't have any doubt. We will. We I would book love him. that too. No, I we've talked about that before in the past. We've talked about that before in the past. We openly predict against him when he doesn't have any doubt that he's going to win or lose. Just, I just, I, just I, I definitely said he's going to win. <laughs> no, we, I said we've booked against him in the past. Of course. Just off of the just off of the uncertainty of, of like, okay, they wouldn't book him that strong, would he? There ain't nothing wrong to me with a woman being that dominant or with a Bianca Belair being that dominant. It's like it's the same type of run that Charlotte gets, and we we barely ever question that. We that's in a, fact make that's it a, a lie. <laughs> we, we barely question it. We make it a meme. To me, especially in the past couple years. To me, in terms of especially with characters like Charlotte and, and like Roman and like Bianca in this instance, I do feel like you need that level of like, what does it do for the opponent? If you're just completely confident with everything that they throws at you, they could beat you up one week and you come back the next week. Like, yeah, I'm ready to fight again. Like have, she's being there multiple times and Bianca comes back the same confident thing. It's just like, okay, Mm -hmm. so what did, what did we get out of this situation? Cena did too. Yeah. But that was, it's, that doesn't make it good. It just happened. It's top guy, it's top guy shit. Yeah, but that doesn't she's make it good. Still selling, she's still selling merch. Niggas is still but fucking with her. When, that, when those reactions start to start to turn down, and she they, she can do that doubt storyline. That's cool. You can do that, that's cool. There's but that doesn't make wrong. it good. There's nothing wrong with a strong baby face. No, there's nothing there's wrong. Nothing with wrong baby. with a strong baby face. But you at, at times you want to build at least for a story. Build at least a little bit of uncertainty for the opponent. She got beat up this week. There you go. The numbers game. Listen, man. Numbers game. I, I just said numbers game. She ain't beat. She hasn't beaten all the damage control by herself. They have. They have explicitly not booked her to do that by herself. She's been beaten because of the number game. Each she got pinned because of it. It cried, um, Clash of the Castle. Mm-hmm. The numbers game is where she has her advantage at. That's the doubt. So I don't, I don't need. But her, she don't need needs to express that doubt. She needs to express that doubt. Like as a character, like the, all this doesn't weigh upon you. Just one chapter of this. This is just this is just another chapter. We'll see what happens one but day. If just, she doesn't, no. then we can complain about it. Uh, I, I, yeah, of course. She did, but, she, and, and to be clear, she did address that she got pinned at Clash of the Castle. And then she you know what she did. She immediately challenged Bailey to a match. Um, to to a match, and Bailey said no. She did address that. I feel like there still needs to be doubt in the character. But she as just as she acknowledged. She, just, no, she acknowledged that she. Which, which you just explained was she acknowledged that she lost and she challenged her for a championship again. Because she earned it. But she, <laughs> she did, said you earned it. Showing you them, got- no, no, no. I'm trying to say. Why do you want her to have doubt? I don't get it. Because it makes for a much more fully formed character and it's a legitimately realistic thing. She had, sometimes she you had the doubt. T- sometimes, sometimes basketball players, when they go to the finals multiple times, no, but why are you? <laughs> I'm listening to what you're saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Sometimes basketball players they go to the final multiple times, and they feel like okay, they're Eastern Conference champions. And then that doubt after you lose in the finals or you lose to things, it takes a toll on you. Especially if you lose in a play, you know, in a playoffs thing, and you're down three one or something along those lines, it takes a toll on you. Now you definitely do want to come back and you say, oh, you're stronger, but you don't want to. You acknowledge all oh, these losses. But you don't want to say that they don't necessarily weigh on you because even basketball players don't do that. Like to make a to me to have a he fully tag, full, excuse me. He lost in a tag match. I understand, I mean, but she playoff. lost the 
She's lost to Bailey multiple times, is what I'm saying. I got beaten up by Bailey multiple times. So let's express let's build a situation where we express it that for Bailey's own character to make her feel like an actual threat, you know, beyond just beating them up, because that's what everybody does at this point. Everyone on this show just beats people up. <laughs> so it's no different than anything else on this show, to be honest with you. That's not true. But go ahead. So Ben didn't beat up AJ this. I mean, but he's beating up AJ. He didn't beat up AJ this week because AJ is in street clothes. But he's beating up Rey Mysterio multiple times and Dominic in multiple times. Like, let's not act like just because this thing didn't happen on this show, it hasn't happened before. Oh, man. I, I just I'm don't get it. I'm not, you will not see me complain about Bianca looking strong after niggas complained a whole week or a whole I'm not year about, her about Bianca looking strong. I'm like, complaining about the character. She already she had the doubt storyline right now. The storyline they're telling right now to me is that the numbers game is overwhelming for her, and that could lead to her losing the title, just mm-hmm. like it led to her getting her ass beat when as soon as Alexa and the Oscar were taken out the picture. That's the story to me. So she's never going to acknowledge it as her own character. She's just going to show up every week and be like, "Hey, bitch." <laughs> she's never done that, but she's never done that. She hasn't done that. She acknowledged I mean, she that she's already lost once, before. but it's huh? It hasn't happened in a while, and it actually was against Bailey. It happened two weeks ago. I think you're all right. Whatever. We're not going to agree on this. I think you're misdoing me. You're. I think what you think acknowledging is like acknowledging something happened, isn't the same thing as something affecting you, and you acknowledging <laughs> that. As opposed to acknowledging the situation, as opposed to acknowledging how you're feeling. I think that's where you're getting, you know, that's where we're, we're not on the same wavelength with it. That's all I'm saying. To make a story. Oh, you just want story. her to be down in the dumps for losing in a tag match. And I'm like, that's just not what, what she's been written as. She's confident. She, but she's confident because she finally beat Becky and got past that. She could take a loss now because she's taken the biggest loss of her career. Okay. She's even said that in promos. Okay. You just have the same thing going over and over and over again. Hey, hey, I'm I'm just saying I'm I'm reading the text as it's given to us on TV. I'm not I'm not making up any text that that, right. that they but haven't given to already. You can acknowledge that perhaps maybe the text isn't as enthralling or as good as it is. You're just acknowledging you. these things happen. You <laughs> but no, you're acknowledging these things happen. You don't care whether it's good or actually not. You just want you just care that it happens. That's not true. What are you talking about? I just gave you multiple examples of stories that are that are in process that are happening that I'm that I'm that I'm compelled and enthralled in that I'm waiting to see, you know, the the next chapter of. Mm. Just okay. because just because Bianca is down in the dumps for losing a tag match doesn't mean that she that that there's no there's nothing compelling there. You still got the Bailey match that they still haven't done yet. Okay. If she loses, she gets that. If she loses the title, she gets to have that moment of self reflection. But right now, she's getting beat the fuck up by her by her team. That's the story. That's the subtext. Nah, it just isn't good to me. To me, that's fine. It just well, lacks. let us know what you yeah. guys think. Yeah, let, let, let us know what you think. It lacks to me. Let let know what you lacks think, to me. Uh, on, on, in the comments and the replies. Uh, I thought Raw was still solid, even though it was to me the weakest of the of the last like what six. Um, but there's definitely still some strength going on there. I, I would say that in, in terms of just the fall, usually this is kind of a down period in wrestling. 
I definitely don't feel that with with um with especially just some of the stuff happening on SmackDown and Raw. I'm I'm super excited for Extreme Rules now that we have some stipulations and we got something to look forward to and Survivor Series, which we haven't had the match announced for, and Crown Jewel, which we have one one match announced for. So we got three big things coming up, and you got Grand Slam this week. So listen to the War Report with Cyrus and Quan where they review that show. Um, and then uh, next week we'll have more stuff for you guys. I think we, we got some we got some pretty cool shit coming up on Patreon as well. Make sure you subscribe, five dollars down, get you free shows uh, early, extra shows early, and you get video content from us and, and, and all of the content that you guys love from the Rewriters crew and the War Report crew. So for meals, I am Justin. Thank you guys for listening to the A Show, and we'll be right back with you guys next week for more of the latest and greatest in pro wrestling talk. Peace.